This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We've reached the midpoint of the college football season, and the Red River rivalry is here, but it's a little bit different. For the first time since 1998, Texas and OU are both unranked entering this game. In fact, this is the only game in the Big 12 this weekend that does not involve at least one ranked team. OU has won four straight in this series and are trying to win five straight for the first time since the early 2000s when they did that from 2000 to 2004. So what can we expect in this rivalry game with a lot of injured stars out and some struggles among two teams with two losses? We turn to Chip Brown with Horns 24-7. Joey Helmer with our OU Insider site at 24-7 Sports as well. Uh, Gentlemen, this game just has a weird feel going into it. It's just like everything that can go wrong almost seems to have gone wrong heading into this game to what looked like it was going to be just an absolute monumental and seismic matchup that would have national implications. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at uh, you know this game last year, go back a year, and Texas gets off to this unbelievable start. It was every Longhorn fan's dream first half. Texas gets up 28 to 7. You know, they're blocking punts. They're doing everything. They score on the first offensive play of the game on a receiver screen to to Xavier Worthy. Uh, And then Freddy Krueger jumps into the Cotton Bowl (laughs) and just, um, well, his name is Caleb Williams, uh, comes into that game and just changes the momentum, flips it on its head. And Texas is still haunted by this nagging question about its ability to finish games after holding double-digit leads, and it reared its head again two weeks ago out in Lubbock. Texas is up 31-17 after a 40-yard touchdown run by Bijan Robinson, and then the defense can't get off the field. Joey McGuire's going for it on fourth down every time, and they you know get it into overtime, and Tech wins it. And so the questions came up again this week for Texas. Can you finish. And it's almost like listening to Dr. Phil when you hear Steve Sarkeesian talk about this, you know, mental block or whatever it is with this football team. So, you know, obviously OU's reeling. I'll let Joey talk about that, but the pressure's on from Longhorn Nation for Texas to win this game. It's the first time they're favored in this game since 2009. And it's really only because of OU's struggles. So uh, the pressure's on for Steve Sarkeesian, uh, who's still looking for a signature win, by the way. And I'm not sure if this will count as a signature win because of the shape that OU's in. But the pressure's on for Steve Sarkeesian to get this win. Yeah, very weird because you just mentioned Caleb Williams being the Freddy Krueger. He was like, welcome to primetime, Bevo. I hope people understand that reference. They probably don't. But Caleb Williams is gone. He's at USC. It's just it just seems like every everything's just moved around so much. And so, Joey, with OU, the guy who came in to replace Caleb Williams as a transfer himself, Dylan Gabriel from UCF, 
He gets injured in the first half in a 55 to 24 blowout against TCU. His status very much in the air going into this game. And OU's reeling after back-to-back losses for only the second time suffering back-to-back regular season losses since 1999. What's going on at OU? Yeah, I mean, there's just so many question marks right now. Uh, they've had so much trouble starting games, uh, especially offensively. And um, obviously with uh, Dylan Gabriel's status up in the air, doesn't look good. <laughs> obviously with uh, what we saw with Tua Tagovailoa at uh, Miami, you would figure that Oklahoma's going to play this as cautiously as they possibly can. Yeah, Dylan so, Gabriel, of course, uh, going through concussion protocol right now. Yeah, and so it's up in the air what Oklahoma's going to do at quarterback. And Davis Bevel, I mean, he didn't really give you a ton to be real optimistic about with what he did when he was coming in at TCU. And Oklahoma's going to want to stretch the field in this football game. So who is going to give you the best option to do that? Um, maybe Oklahoma takes a chance with General Booty. Uh, Brent Vittables didn't rule out the, the possibility about bringing Nick Evers, a true freshman, uh, and as well, he's looked good um, at times during their scrimmages on Thursday when they do a lot of that kind of work. So we'll see what Oklahoma does. And then on the other side of the ball, I mean, there's just been gaping holes defensively. TCU and Kansas State both the last two weeks did just about what they wanted to do in the quarterback run game, throwing all over the field. So they have to be structurally better defensively if they're going to have any chance to slow down Texas in this football game. One of the things that's interesting, Brandon and Joey, is that OU's really struggled against running quarterbacks. I mean, Adrian Martinez, Max Duggan, those guys both ran for over 100 yards. You know, depending on what Texas is doing at quarterback, Hudson Card was recruited as a dual threat quarterback, can run, uh, has run, has had long runs, seven uh, runs of at least 17 yards to convert crucial first downs in each of the last four games. But Sarkeesian does not run his quarterbacks. And, you know, if it's Quinn Ewers, he's more of the pocket quarterback, big arm, going to make all the throws. But, you know, maybe OU doesn't have to worry as much about the quarterback run game, which takes, you know, some of that uh, pressure off of the OU defense. You know, you mentioned the quarterback situation there at Texas. Quinn Ewers has been out since obviously getting knocked out of that Alabama game. What What's kind of the idea the situation, of the situation there is Hudson Card's been starting here and putting up some good numbers, but obviously uh, there, there was a big loss there at Texas Tech. So what's the quarterback situation look like heading into this game? Yeah, the early timetable for Quinn Ewers to be back was West Virginia, which was last weekend. I'm told that he went through practice on Tuesday and had soreness. And so they, you know, put that on the shelf and started Hudson Card, who goes out and has his best game as a Longhorn. 21 of 27 passing, you know, over 300 yards. He he connects with Xavier Worthy, uh, who finally has a breakout game, goes over 100 yards receiving with a couple touchdowns, won a crazy fingertip, um, off the fingertip of a defender uh, into Worthy's hands. But you know, this is, I don't know that it's a slam dunk. I mean, we're recording, you know, during the week and they're splitting reps in practice. And Steve Sarkeesian's got an interesting decision to make because Card is obviously the hot hand right now. Ewers is his hand-picked guy. I mean, Quinn Ewers is the quarterback who Steve Sarkeesian uh, wants to build this program around uh, and then have him hand it off to Arch Manning. And, you know, he, he didn't, pick Hudson Card uh, at the beginning of the season, and he benched Hudson Card at um, 
you know, in the middle of last year, or well, it actually three games into the year last year. So interesting times for Steve Sarkeesian here, because that is a crazy atmosphere in the Cotton Bowl, no matter what these teams' records are, and you better be ready to roll. And Hudson Card, um, you know, he doesn't deserve all the blame for the loss at Texas Tech. He did have a bad interception, but Texas has not gotten it done on the road. They're one in six on the road under Steve Sarkeesian, or away from Austin, I should say. They're going away from Austin into the greatest game day atmosphere in college football. How do you think OU deals with that situation, Joey? Yeah, well, what's interesting about it is, I mean, there's so many new players for Oklahoma that have never been a part of this game, right? So even if Dylan Gabriel is quarterbacking, this would be his first time quarterbacking in this game. So um, whoever's at signal caller, and we know uh, historically what the (laughs) ramifications of that are as far as a first-time quarterback, it's so important. A lot of times that guy is not able to win this game. So experience is everything. I think you lean on guys like the running game. It really is unlike it. I mean, Chip and I have covered this game for so many years, and it's unlike anything that happens the rest of the season for both of these teams. And so uh, that's a big-time question mark among all the other question marks right now with Oklahoma heading into this contest. Yeah, and I think, Brandon, the the thing that about this game is literally the, the the division of the Cotton Bowl at the 50, so that you have half crimson, half burnt orange, and the sound never goes away because each side is trying to out-cheer the other, but it really plays tricks on the players. If you're on the wrong side of the momentum, that sound can make you feel like you're drowning. If you're on the right side of the momentum, that sound can lift you up, make you feel like Superman. So that's why you have these crazy momentum swings, even within a game, but also within the the series. You know, the series tends to go in streaks because the team that gets on the wrong side of that streak will walk into that atmosphere. And if things aren't going well, it can be a, a tough day. So that's why it was so impressive last year what OU did. I mean, down 28-7 uh, to come back and, and demoralizing for Texas. Much more on the importance of the Red River rivalry and what it means for the future of OU in Texas after these messages. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
When I look at this season so far for OU and Texas, uh, from the outside looking in, I look at OU and I go, man, it's a little bit more disappointing than I was expecting, especially with back-to-back losses and the way they've lost that with the defense. I look at Texas and I see, I know Texas fans probably aren't happy with the two losses, obviously, but you play Alabama down the wire and your other losses to a pretty good Texas Tech team on the road. So I want to gauge what the actual temperature is like among the fan bases right now, especially at Texas. It's year two under Steve Sarkeesian. We always know that the expectation is, is, we got to win now at Texas, but how are the fans feeling right now about the Longhorns? Well, crazy enough, they were feeling really good after the loss to Alabama. And then, you know, they go to Texas Tech, looks like they got the game in hand and the defense can't get off the field. And and so, you know, there was a, there's already been a players only meeting uh, that happened last week before the West Virginia game. They came out, played a complete game until the fourth quarter when they yeah. gave up an 18 play drive, a 14 play drive and uh, let that margin, you know, get a little bit closer. But uh, I think the fans are still in wait and see mode because, you know, they get their hopes up and then blah, they get that kidney punch. And and that's why this game is so important to Steve Sarkeesian to Longhorn Nation because they see Oklahoma limping around, beat up, injuries, uh, the defense a little disorganized and think, oh my gosh, we're finally favorites in this game for the first time since 09. We, we got to win it, especially after last year. So, you know, again, this game can play tricks on the players just because of that atmosphere. So let's see if, if this team, this Texas team is getting mentally stronger under Steve Sarkeesian. First year OU head coach Brent Venables. Again, two straight losses, and he's even said we're just not very good right now. But but Joey, what would a win in the Cotton Bowl against the rival Texas Longhorns mean for him in year one and going into the back half of this schedule? A lot more crazy. Uh, it's crazy enough. A, a lot more than two weeks ago when Oklahoma was undefeated. Uh, I, I think there was a little bit of a false illusion about this team when they left Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, pounded an awful Nebraska football team. And um, I, you saw the noise about, hey, Oklahoma might be the second best team in the country. A lot of people had them in the top five. And the, the reality of this is uh, this is an unranked football team. They have plenty of issues. Uh, they're now well-documented. They weren't a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, if they were able to somehow pull off a victory in this game. Not only would it shock a, I, I think a, a fair decent amount of people nationally. It, it would. It's safe to say now shock a lot of people locally. This fan base is kind of out of sorts right now, and I, I know people were coming after me after the game uh, the other night at TCU, asking me, it, it, "How many more wins can you stack up for this team? Are they going to win another game? Are they two games? I mean, it, so that's how negative the fan base is right now, and." Yeah, if they were able to somehow pull off an upset this week, it would completely change at least the mood of uh, things around here in Norman right now. I hate yeah, to what's bring so it. surprising hate, yeah. is that it's Venable's side of the ball that's the most in disarray, which I don't know. Does that mean Venable's starts to call the defense and take that away from Ted Roof or, or maybe Venable's is meddling too much? I don't know, but that's the stunner uh, because a lot of the injuries – for OU are on the offensive side, right? And that's and th- and that side of the ball has been moving pretty well. Well, and when they were in Lincoln, I, I mean, you, you felt obviously that the competition wasn't stout the first few weeks of the season, but you had seen so many good signs on that side of the ball that they were game tackling, they were in position, 
and those things have just completely lost in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's totally surprising that it's on that side of the ball for sure. Well, guys, I wanted to end the podcast with this, a little pronosticating, not necessarily about the game, but what do you think the fan bases are saying about Texas and OU at the end of this regular season? Well, I think for Texas, because they have shown improvement, what they sh- what they were able to do against Alabama. You know, I always used to say this, and I, I really talked about Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. The sign of a well-coached team is week-to-week improvement. Stoops' teams always improved week-to-week. And, you know, even if they lost to Texas, that seemed they would go on to win the Big 12 because they were a better team at the end of the year. That's what I think Texas fans want to see from the Longhorns. And if they do, there will be blanket buy-in uh, for Steve Sarkeesian and this staff. And everyone will say, okay, well, last year he had to get his culture in and all of that. If there isn't, then Texas fans will sit on the fence because they've just been you know, let down so much since 2009. So you know, this game has a lot to do with how Texas is going to be perceived at the end of the year. And then they got to go play Oklahoma State and K-State on the road. And, you know, there's a lot of minds out there. Kansas, they got to go play Kansas on the road for crying out loud. So still a lot of lot of minefields out there for, for Texas. Yeah. Among all the differences with these teams going into this game uh, outside of their uh, records, the trajectory of the season is one of the similarities. Oklahoma wants to see that progress at this point and it's going to have to stack up in some wins at some point but there shouldn't be any false illusions about this process for right now for Brent Venables and the new staff this was going to be a bit of a struggle and I think after the first couple or three games we got to a bit of a false illusion and thinking this was going to be a faster transition than it really in reality is going to be so from the Oklahoma side of things, it's all about the process. It's about seeing that weekly improvement, and that needs to stack up in some wins at some point, if not this weekend down the road. Uh, they Oklahoma needs to go to a bowl game, I can tell you that. And, uh, there are plenty of people around here that are questioning that possibility, which seems kind of crazy uh, after how things were uh, just a few days back here. Oklahoma and Texas and the Red River rivalry – Saturday noon Eastern time on ABC. Two fascinating teams. Even if they are unranked, it's always high drama. And of course, two of the big blue bloods in the country. Can't keep them down for too long. For our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Brandon Marcello. I want to thank again Chip Brown and Joey Helmer for joining us to discuss all things Red River. We will see you down the road here on the College Football Daily. begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.